Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 39 of the podcast. And today we're talking about being healthy and happy with move mentality. Now, um, Ash and Rob, today's two guests, are two really unique people and they've got lovely personalities and they come from different walks of life and they bring really unique things to this brand. Now, they've created this amazing company together and basically what they're going to do today is they're going to share a lot about Pilates, dance, movement and how getting that really good work-life balance can be crucial for teachers and not only that, but they're also going to put me through my paces of two different routines. Now, one is a Pilates routine that you'll be able to use with students on the floor in the classroom. Now, this is going to be great for an energy break or ways to decrease stress or anxiety or anything with the students. It's going to be a really nice Pilates routine you can do with them. Now, not only that, I think teachers too often don't take time to look after themselves. So again, Ash and Rob have designed a really simple routine for teachers and adults out there that are time poor that can perform this at any stage they like without any equipment and they'll also talk about the benefits of this. Now, um, not only that, we're going to simply talk about the benefits for children, for adults. We're going to hear about their journey, how they've built this brand and what it's all about, plus much, much more. So this is an episode that you really can't afford to miss. And not only that, when you go to the show notes, which we'll mention in the podcast, you'll also be able to see these routines that Ash and Rob have created, and they're going to put me through my paces. So they're on the show notes at energetic.education forward slash podcast, and it is episode number 39. Or if you go to my YouTube channel and just type in Dale Sidebottom, you'll see these two amazing routines. So guys, happy and healthy with Move Mentality, Ash and Rob's episode today. Today's episode is sponsored by Learning With Games. Engage your students in the classroom with high-quality game-based and gamification resources. With supporting video and downloadable templates, Learning With Games makes it easy for you to implement game-based learning. Check it out now at www.learningwith.games. Hey Ash and Rob, thanks for having me today. How are you guys? Pretty good. Well. Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Thanks for uh, allowing me to come to your amazing studio today. Um, now, as part of, uh, I mentioned this in the intro, but going to be, uh, I've already been put through two workouts, so I'm quite, uh, if I feel for, sound fatigued in my voice, because they've uh, really put me through the ringer. So, <laughs> guys, thank you very much for that. Now, no those routines, did they take a little bit to design, or that's just what you guys do all the time? Uh, it's a bit of a blend. Like, we have some people like yourself, really young and capable, they can take the harder stuff. A lot of our clients have come in, they've got a few things going on, like they've had a hip replaced or uh, they did rowing for 20 years and they're in their 40s and 50s now and they just can't turn one way, that kind of stuff. So some of it's really challenging, like you experienced, but a lot of the time it can also be a uh, little bit educational in that we try and release this off, teach them how to use other parts of their body so that they can take ownership of what's going on and actually develop themselves physically and then get their confidence back to go off and do all the amazing stuff they love to do. Um, so we're, we're really lucky in our job that we actually get to help people get their confidence back and do the things they love and they just use us as a bit of a springboard into that. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. 
watch it with. Yeah, cool. And, and as I mentioned earlier, you will get to see those videos, so they'll be on the show notes, and you will see both um, Rosh, um, Rob and Ash, so I've mixed both the names together there. You will see, you, you will see the energy and the just how good they are at obviously what they're doing. Now, a little bit of a background, guys. How did you get into Pilates and running, running movementality and everything like that? You want to give me a little bit of your background and um, upbringing and beliefs and things like that? Sure. Um, so I was a dancer. I trained as a dancer for many, many years, and then performed and worked professionally. And so I always had a very keen interest in movement. And uh, I met Rob in London and I wasn't teaching Pilates at the time. I was teaching dance and working a lot as like in schools with dance and just in the profession as well. And he just sort of like sparked my interest in how this could actually affect the general population. I'd been so focused on just specifying into dance that um, he kind of brought to light that there was a skill set there that I had that I could use for like a greater range of people and so that got me into Pilates which was really exciting and we uh, moved back to Australia in 2015 and we actually launched Movementality uh, in the beginning of 2017 uh, just as a kind of a training program that we were still trying to design but we had the amazing opportunity to take the Balance and Control Studio in Richmond in April from Bruce Hildebrand, uh, he offered it to us. And so we kind of jumped at that because it was a platform for us to launch our brand. Um, it was an existing space with a fantastic clientele. And so, yeah, we um, we just like jumped right in and Pilates is really our um, backbone or that's where we really come from as a movement source. But we bring with us all of the things that we've done. So I'm, very, I'm a very dance-focused teacher. I can't help it. It's in my blood. So... I teach from that place and that's what gives me a bit of a specialty for the clients that like to work in that way. And yeah, it's all about like education mostly, like teaching people how to understand how their bodies work, how to listen to what's going on, listen to their breath and to be able to actually make long lasting changes from that. So that's what really inspires Awesome. Me. Well, I can... Rob, what about, what about yourself, mate? Uh, so my introduction to Pilates was slightly less romantic. Um, I <laughs> had been travelling for kind of six or eight months and I'd worked at winter ski season in France and I landed in London and the plan had been to do a few months in the pub and then go work off another ski season in the mountains. Um, but I ended up finding that I needed a bit more income than that so I applied for a, a job with a Pilates company um, though I'd never actually done it before so I knew that with my because I did sports science at uni and then I as part of my time there I spent a year working in a um, like a physio-esque kind of clinic where I designed all the rehab protocols but the physios would do the assessments um, so I had a good source of exercise um, rehab knowledge but I didn't really know what Pilates was I jumped in did a class and it was on the big reformers that you see around in a lot of studios and then just kind of uh, picked it picked it up and ran with it so um I was there for two years and it was a very fitness based studio and that was fine, it was a good introduction to it and it wasn't until I retrained a couple of years later that I discovered um, kind of what a more traditional view of Pilates was which was uh, how to actually control the body and develop um, the education around how to be really efficient with how we move because ultimately our brain is all about trying to find the most efficient way to move so if you can help kind of goad it into finding the best way then it frees up a lot of 
confidence and tension and pain in the body from my rehab background, that was just fantastic. And as soon as I figured out how to combine the two, it was like a duck on water. I was just away Straight with it. Yeah, and it, it's been fantastic ever since. Like it's definitely uh, my my bread and butter. Um, and being tied into that, I've started diverging a little bit more into this uh, functional neurology trend, which is working a lot more with how we can stimulate the brain and our sensory system to balance out kind of the more funky movement stuff that we see, like with pins and needles in the hands or our eyes going off in different directions, things like that. So, yeah, that's the other layer to what we do here in the business, which is um, very, very interesting, quite different to what we see in the industry and still very much in its early stages. But Yeah, yeah cool. Fun. And you've both spoken about, you know, changing people and moving, move, the way the body moves and so forth with that. Ash, is that where the name Movementality come from? Is that sort of from figuring all that out? But how did the name come? Because I love it. I think it's amazing. Thank you. We love it too. Um, it's a really funny story. Rob and I had been talking about running a company from before we even ended up together. Like we really saw um, something in working together and that we each had something to bring to the table. And we were seeing it in clients in London. We started to share some clients and they just had such amazing results from working with the two of us. So we were committed that we were going to run this company and we just tried to think of a name. It took us ages to come up with a name. And we, I was, I'm a bit of a pun girl, so I kept coming up with these really dorky <laughs> different names and Rob would kind of veto them each time, like we're not calling our company that. And then we were on holiday actually in Thailand with a whole group of people and we were in a tuk-tuk. And I was like riding on the tuk-tuk, being bounced around. And I just looked at him and I was like, what about move mentality? And he was like, I like it. And yeah. that, that it just stuck. From it a stuck tuk-tuk. From there. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> what brought it on. I think I was relaxed and just sort of letting my mind wander. But it was the idea that it set, had movement in it and it also had mentality. So it was looking at, like our motto is mind and body movement education. Yep. Looking at how the brain has such a massive impact on the way we move. And so bringing that into it, playing a role in our training and in our education. Yeah, and it was just beautifully well timed because we were on that little trip that three days earlier we'd been in Sydney and been in Melbourne trying to figure out where we were going to live and who yeah. we wanted to work for. And when we met Bruce, we knew that we were going to work for him. And then this gave us a bit of a name that we could chip away at in our own time. And then 12 months later, when you offered us the space, it was You're just like you. yep. we knew exactly what we were doing, we knew what our brand was going to be kind of few ins and outs still need to be figured out. <laughs> I don't know if we knew exactly like, what we were doing. Yeah, but it was, it was just fantastic to already yeah. know who we were trying to be in the industry. So it was, yeah, perfect. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great, I think all good names or good things come from a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk yeah. from Thailand. Like, <laughs> I think that sums it up really well, guys. Now, um, Rob, to you, mate. Um, I've called this episode Happy and Healthy, and I think moving really sort of sets people up. If people are moving, it's got to play a big role in that. Now, that's how I feel. What are some, maybe some of the key sort of factors or focuses that you think um, sort of brings on people being healthy and happy in their life? Uh, health is massively multifaceted. So uh, for us as a business, we generally just focus on the movement side of things. If I think back to the first company I worked for in London, their whole thing was endorphins. So it was like, Pilates aside, uh, everyone's got their own opinion on different versions of it within the industry, but they're very fitness-based, and it was like literally get them on the reformer equipment, make them really work for it, leave them at the end of the class lying on the backs being like, oh, that was fantastic, and then just the euphoria and that chemical change and the endorphins flowing through, 
like that on its own, making people get a bit of a sweat on, get the heart rate up, will have a massive improvement in your mental health and therefore a healthy lifestyle. So getting people moving, showing them that they can be pain-free, showing them that uh, they're actually really capable when they put their head to it, that's all the right stepping stones that we offer in terms of being able to show them uh, how capable they can be and when they can take that confidence and that capability and apply it to the other facets of their life, then their mental health really lifts and they come in the next week and they're like, oh, I feel so good after that session. Next thing you know, I was just... I, I was chasing my grandchild down the street. <laughs> I, never, I haven't chased them in years. You know, that, like for us, that's gold. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's 100% of what we love to see in people. So we can only come at it from that perspective. There's like dietary and there's um, like family history, all that kind of stuff, which is also really, really important. And we've started to look at it in little bits and pieces. We've got an amazing physiotherapist here who works a little bit more towards the energy spectrum of things. Like she will help people recognize uh, a bit more of the deep-seated trauma that might be around why they're in such chronic pain because there's kind of like 80% of the stuff that comes through the door we can work with just getting people moving they feel fantastic but there's another element the other 20% that isn't getting better and that's when you've got to look a bit beyond the physical and there's like emotional stuff maybe a bit of dietary um, bit of uh, family history like trans what do you call it Ash the multi-generational trauma oh yeah that's getting into it transgenerational yeah, okay. trauma yeah like, exactly uh, multi-generational trauma something like that it yeah. can be carried on through generations through generations yep. they, yeah. they think like there's all this new research and so um, we're, we're curious I guess because we can see that there is a 20% that don't always get the results that we would hope for and expect from them yeah. um, so we look we're looking for new pathways to help those last 20% yeah. really reach their optimum health and well-being. Exactly, yeah, cool. but like ultimately, just getting people moving, get them off the chair, get the heart rate up, a little bit of sweat on, just helps clear up a heap of stuff for people. So we're just massive, massive advocates for that. And you don't even have to do anything fancy. Like for us, we choose Pilates as our method, but go for a walk, get in the bush, you know, get out of the busy city and into something where you can just take a breath of fresh air is going to be amazing for you. Yeah. And I think uh, these days, not only ha, people, but their lives are so busy, and yeah. particularly for teachers and adults, that they find they don't have any time. And I think uh, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to do this interview with you today, because um, I'm interested in what you do, and the, the, what you, the workouts you've put me through, the sweat I got was amazing, just simply because <laughs> I haven't done it, but it was really challenging. So from that point of view, have you both always been like just so passionate about Pilates and loved it, or... Has it just been something you've slowly fallen in love with over the years? Um, I used to do Pilates because of dancing. So I was kind of made to do it as part of my dancing. And I found it really boring, actually, to be completely <laughs> honest. But that was because no one... Well, I had good teachers, but no one really explained why. And for me, I'm a kind of person that needs to know why something, why we're doing something or what the, yep. what the outcome is. And that's... Been, been very built into my own teaching so a lot of my clients come to me and like the way I teach because they go oh I understand why we do that now and I didn't know why before and so that's just a preference thing right but I definitely felt like there was a massive shift into like I always liked it as an adult but understanding how amazing it was was like the change for me when I met Bruce Hildebrand because he just had such an amazing way of communicating and such an amazing way of getting into my world and relating it to what I wanted to do and helping me achieve my goals that I was like, 
this is incredible. This is going to change stuff for me. And yeah. I was so inspired in my own body. And that's what I really try and bring to the table as a teacher is having people understand the impact it's going to have on their life and how amazing that's going to be. So yeah, cool. I am absolute like lover of Pilates Advocate. Yeah, there is nothing else so, <laughs> so amazing now, but it took a little while. Like it definitely wasn't my first impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I fell uh, into it pretty quickly. Uh, my exposure to it was I went from having done it, no experience, n- never even thought about it at all, to then teaching it full time. Okay. Um, so I... I definitely got involved pretty quickly and for me it's kind of a layering of mentors has helped to really increase its passion. So the first company I worked for, they were really good. It was, again, uh, really fantasy, so I learned some really awesome ways to make life hard on people, which I still bring into the table day to day here. Uh, and then I had the next level up, which was a bit more clinical, a bit more in line with my original training and trying to fix a few injuries going on and then the next level from there um, was when you started to help people figure out the pain side of things a bit more. So that's, again, tying back into the emotional stuff. But it's just layering more and more um, kind of skills that you can bring to the table. And when you can really uh, start to zero in on the funky stuff going on with someone, just be like, I can totally see why you've been in pain. Like, it's got nothing to do with what you think it is. If you go and look at this, this, and this, you know, and being able to create influence from there compared to five years ago when I first started and just being like, <gasps> no idea what's going on. Yep. What is, what is that? Okay, uh, go see someone else. Like, for me, that's a, a massive, and it's like massively ego trip here, right? It's like, I now know how to fix that stuff with you, which five years ago I couldn't do. How lucky am I? Yeah, so you're sort of, you're sort of thrown in the deep end, so maybe you sink or swim, yeah. and you've learned as you've gone, and as you, as you learn, you want to learn more, you've had great mentors, yeah. and now you're running your own studio. It's funny how things sort of work out. Now, yeah. um, I was out there before and I did a floor routine. Um, is it, Do people only think that Pilates is reformer-based or um, do you do a lot of the floor as well? Because like, I, I, I got a lot of benefits out of that. I was just wondering, you know, for people listening, if, if what, what your opinion on that was. Yeah, sure. So the, the equipment side of things, it was actually where it all started. Uh, the most common thing you'll see these days is your group reformer Pilates class um, because you can use the equipment to either make an exercise harder or to support you through it more. Okay, So the whole system that Joseph Pilates put together was spring-based because it's there to um, almost simulate how your muscles work. Okay? As longer a spring gets, the longer a muscle gets, the harder it is to move. Right, So... It's there to create this uh, beautiful kind of push and pull effect on your body, which gives you the classic um, length of a stretch, but you actually have to work to get there. Okay, So that's kind of, and it's a little bit where uh, the difference between um, Pilates and yoga becomes really obvious in that um, Pilates will often limit how far you stretch because we need you to get strong there first, um, whereas a lot of the time uh, yoga when it hasn't been taught well, can just put the emphasis on the stretch. Um, whereas my understanding of yoga, it should be about the movement with meditation. Um, and that's where a lot of people come in. They feel like, so I've done yoga, what's the difference in Pilates? And I was just talking through the equipment and how we use the body. And saying that, um, although Joseph started using all of the spring-based gear, uh, his, his vision, and this was him back in the 40s and the 50s, to kind of indicate how amazing the character was, 
he could see that the greatest uh, problem that was going to be facing mankind in the coming years was the um, kind of increase of modern civilization and having to spend hours sitting down, yep. working massive hours, uh, and he could just see like if you're not moving, it's going to be massively impactful on your health. And he, there's a bucket loads of quotes that you could pull out of from him saying like basically. Uh, movement is a prerequisite to happiness. So yep. he wrote a book. Within that book, uh, which became quite famous in Pilates circles, didn't quite take off in the rest of the world as we'd hoped, but uh, he basically created 34 mat exercises that you just do on the floor. And his thing was, you do these exercises every single day and you will have health. You will absolutely be fine. Uh, and they're hard. They're like, really they're, hard. They're really <laughs> hardcore. Okay. Um, like his first exercise, if I describe to you, it's called hundreds. And you basically you lie flat on your back. Then you've got to curl your upper back as high as you can. Think like classic gym setup territory. You've got yeah. your legs straight out in front of you. You've got to hold them two centimeters off the ground the whole time. Wow. Then you've got to beat your hands up and down a hundred times about within a four or five inch range. And it's fast. Like, and it's, breathe. And you've got to breathe. <laughs> like, your must just be on fire. Yeah. Absolutely. And yep. that's his warm-up exercise, you know. And it just it kind of uh, revolves around moving your back lots of different ways, making your stomach really, really strong, getting your hips firing, because he could see that you're going to be spending hours sitting down. And if you don't do this, you're going to end up with a bugger back and sore neck and shoulders. And Which probably 80% of the population yeah. do we sit down. And I suppose that's what leads me where I want to get into now. And the main reason I wanted to go through those workouts with you, um, Ash, with yours, with based on children, you know, why is it so important to get children moving and show them sort of the benefits of Pilates at a young age? Um, great question. I think the main thing, and we've kind of, we're singing it from the rooftops, Rob and I, is it gets them moving. So, like, I'm not really attached to children doing Pilates. In fact, I don't even teach a lot of Pilates to young children, a few dancers, but I do really think the most important thing for kids is to get them moving, get them outside, get them, get their heart rates pumping, get them listening to their breath, all that kind of stuff, because... You only have to do that as an adult for five, ten minutes and you just feel alive. Like, it really is what we're meant to do. And, like, modern society, we can talk about it till the cows come home. But, like, yes, it's made us more sedentary and so we don't value, we don't prioritise movement, but it actually is the essence of why, like, what we're designed to do and what we're meant to be engaging in on a daily basis. The other thing I think is really cool to get like the reason why we should get kids doing Pilates or get them moving is to under get them to understand about themselves in space. So having spatial awareness, having an understanding of what their body feels like, asking them to tap into that because what we see in adults is that they've lost that, that there's a massive disconnect between how they feel and what they speak about or what they can articulate. And so having children learn that from a young age that it's valuable to listen to their bodies that it's valuable to like hear their heartbeat uh practice breathing lay flat and just kind of scan your body anything that's building that awareness i think is invaluable for them to to hold on to as they get older and they become more busy or more disconnected uh, from from that and then lastly i think it's just a confidence giving them a confidence Absolutely. yep and giving them like the opportunity to love their bodies. Like I came from a dance background where that didn't always, that wasn't always prioritised as much as I think it would be nowadays. But kids should not have body image issues. We should not be having to 
convince children that they need to worry about the way they look. And so if you give them an opportunity to feel their bodies and to experience how strong and powerful they are, then I think they can fall in love with their bodies and be really proud of them. And if we can train that from a really young age and keep trying to push that in society, I think that's going to really help continue to make big differences for people as they reach adulthood. Yeah, and I really liked the way you did the routine with Faust, that it was all animal-based. And Mm -hmm. why I think that's so important is because... <clears throat> Sorry, I call it sneaky fitness because the kids forget they're doing it because they're an animal, so they're not actually thinking they're doing it. So um, for teachers out there, if you want an amazing workout, I, I didn't even know I was doing it because I was a cat, I was a snake, I was doing it, I was into all these different animals, so I was like, wow, I'm in the wilderness here. Um, so they'll actually forget they're doing it, but they're also getting the benefits of Ash explaining things as well. So um, I think that's awesome and it'd be a really worthwhile thing for teachers to try out with their students. and. I suppose that leads in as well. So, Rob, you did a little bit of a different one with me, and this is, um, we've spoken about this a lot, you know, that um, teachers, adults, they sit down so much now. A lot of them don't even get their 10,000 steps a day, um, and that just flows on day in, day out, and by the end of the week, they may have, they might be 80,000 steps short. And what happens is they get all these issues. Now, you explained it a lot different, and you broke it all down. So, um, what would be the benefits for adults doing that workout you put me through? The main thing is just getting a little bit of awareness of how to move your back safely. Um, a lot of the time, we see in people that uh, the classic is the uh, the New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like February's our busiest month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it, like seriously, it is. It's oh, like without a joke. Aware, yeah. um, like people, they get this ambition. They set the goals. All right, you know, in three months' time, I'm going to run a 10k or run a half marathon. Uh, and they've been sitting on their bum for the last 12 months. It's like you haven't really taken the kind of time to acknowledge the fact that you're back to being six months old in terms of what's going on with your body. Like they spend a huge amount of time as a baby on their stomach learning how to move their body reflexively, build themselves up, build the strength in their waist to then hold themselves up to crawl, then work their way up to standing. There's actually a bucket load of strength time into that, you know? We take it for granted that we kind of get to the point in our lives where sitting and standing becomes a walk in the park, but that's because we're leveraging off our hips and off our legs, which get a bit of muscle on them, but reality is uh, it's all about supporting our spine, and if we're not doing the right things to tap into our deepest waist muscles that are designed to look after the space that we've got in each of our little vertebrae, then we're going to wind up uh, just jamming up our backs and you know, next thing you know, the classic uh, disc bulge or degrading disc or herniated disc, all those like horrendous words you hear chucked around by um, medical professionals and um, by the neighbour who's been to the doctor and found out <laughs> that he can't yeah. bend over and garden anymore. Like all that stuff really comes to the fore. So what I really want people to understand is we've got these big mu- muscles that we see and they're the ones that move our joints around. But within that, there's a deeper layer of muscles, which we call our local muscles. They work to literally support our joints and holding them there and supporting them, okay? So during the exercises we did today, Dale, we talked a little bit about um, trying to actually narrow our waist, okay? And the idea is by letting our bigger muscles kind of take a little bit of a step back and letting um, the deeper muscles take a bit more control, we can then create a, a slightly different engagement in our body. And it's actually about learning to work a little bit less. Okay? Because rolling down 
you know, bending over to tie up your shoelaces, it shouldn't feel like hard work, you know? And sometimes for people, it's not even possible. They literally can't get down to their toes because they haven't spent the time tapping into how we organize our waist to take the pressure off our back. Um, same with our hips. People spend all day, you know, you could argue whether their hips are tight or short or long or straight, like whatever. Like, it's very individualized, but the reality is their legs are in a flex position in relation to their hips so much that actually standing up, walking, and then running, finding hip extension to let your body swing yourself forward again, it's actually really hard to find, and it takes a long time to retrain what's going on in your hips so that you can relax the front of your hip, get into the back half a bit more, and then once you get that education, and it's massively educational, it's like teaching people how to take ownership of it, once they understand, then that's when all the magic happens. You know, it's actually got very little to do with how um, kind of much they're coming into the space. It's got everything to do with what they've learned and how they're applying it outside of our studio. So often when people start up with us, I'm really clear when we start with them, like, I don't want people being reliant on us. You know, we use this time to figure out what's going on with you as a client, for example. We pull you apart a little bit. We see where the kind of uh, blockages or where the little chips and the links are and we put them back together, and then we say, go forth, go climb your mountains, you know, go pull your garden to bits, whatever it is that's important to you, and then we just keep an eye on you, okay? And then eventually it gets to the point where they're so much less reliant on us, but they still love coming back in because they've had such a change in their body. And yep. for us, that's the magic, because they're, like, they're not just being complacent with doing the same thing every week, they actually want to keep progressing, and we this you know 85 year old guy who comes in to see Ash and he's you know ex-professional AFL player and six months ago written off the fact that he was going to spend most of his time lying on his back doing his Pilates now Ash has got him walking around on this like balance beam gymnasium floor thing which is amazing and he's yep. he looks so so different and it's just about he's how taller him, yeah he's literally, <laughs> literally like he's he is he's grown about how many people inches. at 85 grow yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, like and it's just amazing to see the change because uh we've given him a bit of a spark back you know this yep. 85 year old's no longer feeling like he's 85 you know? yep. I think, yeah it is a lot magic. of that as well it's like having people understand that they don't have to give up yet or they don't have to be complacent with the fact that things won't work anymore and we hear it even, even young people oh my back's not what it used to yeah. be or my knees are really bad and it's like that's it's not that it's not good enough but it's like we should be able to find another option for you like let's get your knees not feeling like bad knees anymore yeah. by just supporting you differently and when we see that in older people where even we've kind of been like wow I didn't expect that you'd get that kind of result that's been really amazing and inspiring yeah like, and that's cool isn't it yeah it's yeah, like wow cool. You have even outdone my expectations. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah, people do do that. Yeah. And I suppose that's why I wanted uh, to come in today. And so, guys, if you if you can't get to a Pilates studio, you can't come to Melbourne and go to Mentality, go on to this website, onto our website, and check out the two routines. Give them a go. They will be really hard. I guarantee <laughs> that. They, I, I really dig struggle, and it really shows that uh, I'm not aligned for with my body, but I can go back and you explain both of them so well. One designed for children, one designed for adults, and you can keep working on them. So um, that was the main aim of today's session. I really enjoyed that. Now, um, guys, where can we find out more about both of you and um, the amazing stuff that you're doing here? Yeah, we have a website. So that's www.movementality, or one word, .com.au. And we also have Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is move underscore mentality. Um, 
our fo- like our phone number if you want to give us a call. A lot of people just call and have a chat about what their bodies are up to. It's nine four two nine six double four eight, and we're O three area code because we're in Melbourne. Yep. So if you want to give us a call, have a chat about what's going on in your body. If you want to flick us an an email at info at movementality or just check out the website. You can find out what Rob and I are up to and the whole team at Movementality. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, and once you watch them on video and you listen to today, I think you'll want to, uh, the inbox might be firing up. I'll tell you what, it's been fantastic. So thank you very much for not only being on the podcast, but putting me through my paces there, guys. I really appreciate it. Mate, not a problem. Thank you.